Welcome to Speak for Sports. My name is Sparsh, and today we're going to be covering the Washington Wizards and the Los Angeles Lakers trade that just happened during the draft to get Russell Westbrook. Now, before you watch the video, please make sure to leave a like, please make sure to comment, please make sure to subscribe to our channel, and make sure to press the bell for push notifications so that you're always up to date with our content. Now, back to the video. So, during the draft, I, this was like right in the beginning, we got a tweet from Shams and Woj saying that, and I'm going to quote this tweet, the Washington Wizards have agreed to trade Russell Westbrook, 2024 second round pick, 2028 second round pick to the Los Angeles Lakers for Cal Kuzma, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, Montrezl Harrell, and number 22 tonight. Sources tell at The Athletic and at Stadium. Okay, so my reactions to this. Why? Why did this have to happen for Los Angeles? This does not make any sense. Now, I was talking about this in a previous video about the Lakers sort of off-season, you know, trade kind of rumors that have been happening. But, you know, when I see like a ball-dominant guard like Russell Westbrook, I, I, I start to question myself, like, who's going to be handling the ball more? Is it going to be LeBron or is it going to be Westbrook? Okay, so let's say you have LeBron sort of taking a step back and letting Westbrook handle more. What's LeBron really going to do off-ball? Are you going to expect him to be defending a lot off-ball? Because... You know, what we've seen during the season off the ball, LeBron doesn't really put as much effort on the defensive end. Though he does turn it up in the playoffs, it's not really something that I can really trust on. And another problem that I really have with Russell Westbrook um, is that during the playoffs, and I know he does an amazing job in the regular season. This guy is the absolute triple-double king. His intensity is just, it's unmatched by any other player that we've seen in the league. Like, I've never seen anyone so relentless. But the thing that I noticed in this Washington Wizards playoffs, right? Russell Westbrook, he refused to sort of slow down his game. He was always rushing a lot. And he was always making these low IQ plays, especially near the end of the game. You know, countless turnovers, right? Extremely poor shooting from the three. I think Russell Westbrook's actually ranked the lowest in three-point percentage. And, you know, people are like, okay, this is going to work for LA. Russell Westbrook's going to adjust. LeBron's going to adjust. AD's going to adjust. Okay, so let's say they adjust, right? But I can't really trust that because Russell Westbrook had a chance to play with KD, right? That didn't work out. He had a chance to play. I mean, that was probably the best chance because they actually went to the finals. He played with Harden, right? They were nearly beaten by Chris Paul's OKC. And then they lost to the Lakers in five. You know, Russell Westbrook really flamed out during that series. He had multiple like possessions where, you know, he was constantly turning it over, always just you know chucking up like contested shots, you know, shooting low IQ three pointers. Right? It didn't work with Harden, and it didn't really work with Beal either. Yeah, Russell Westbrook, you know, he produced some pretty crazy stats, but at the cost of efficiency, all these turnovers, really terrible plays. And, and I just don't see this working, you know. Okay, you're going to add somebody that's like relentless on the offensive end. You might get some more boards and assists. Okay, that's fine. But what are you really going to do on the defensive end, right? Having LeBron off ball on defense and or Westbrook as well, I'm not really sure how that's going to work, right? Now, there was also reports uh, happening uh, around these past few days. The Lakers are also trying to pursue Buddy Heald from the Sacramento Kings. Now, personally... I would have thought that would have been a much better trade because 
the Lakers would def- definitely benefit from having more spot-up shooters, right? And I don't know how adding a ball-dominant player would really benefit the team because, I mean, if you were to get... If you were to trade Kuzma and not KCP, I'd be like, okay, maybe I could see that. But in this sort of situation, you're losing a lot of pieces, right? You're losing Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Montrez Harrell, and in the number 22. I mean, I don't think the number 22 is really going to have too much of an impact because the Lakers are in more of a win-now kind of mode, right? But see, the thing is, you lose a really good role player in Kuzma, right? And I know Kuzma's had a lot of sort of inconsistencies this season, but I truly feel that, you know, at his peak, he can definitely be a great a great uh, shooter and even a pretty decent defender. And at worst, he can be a really great six-man. He just wasn't really used great on the Lakers and could have definitely benefited from some more playing time, even though he did have some sort of flameouts. I really do think that this guy does deserve a second chance. And Washington could definitely uh, take advantage of this. KCP, you, you lose another great shooter in him as well, right? He's a great, he's a good three-point shooter player for the Lakers. And he can also be pretty well on the defensive end. And Montrezl Harrell, I mean, (laughs) this is a, it's crazy because he was really not used much during the season, right? After he signed, after he opted into his player option, right? I was sort of thinking that, okay, this guy's definitely going to be used as a trade asset. And it, it just happened immediately right after right within like 24 hours after opting into that player option right he's now involved in that trade package i mean you could definitely have some sort of i know he's i know he's not ideally big but you can definitely have that guy in the paint player and see this is you're losing a lot to get somebody so ball dominant when you already have lebron who can definitely be that ball dominant guy and he doesn't really have to go so much on the offensive end because you also have ad and some other guys as well, right? Just let LeBron focus on the playmaking. But now you have to really rely on LeBron and Westbrook for the playmaking. I mean, if Westbrook can take a step back, right? Like what he did with Houston and OKC, then I guess, yeah, it could work. But I mean, we saw it happen before. And, you know, since KD left, right? Russell Westbrook hasn't really gotten out of the first round. Other than the Houston series, right? But then again, after that Houston series, they had lost in five, and that was that was a really sort of embarrassing series uh, for Westbrook and Harden. Personally, I think the Wizards won this trade because don't forget, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal account for seventy percent of the Wizards' cap, and by letting go of this, you're letting go around thirty-five percent cap in what Russell Westbrook. And you're adding some more shooters to your squad, right? And you add some more of a defensive identity to the Wizards. And this would be great to have around Bradley Beal. And there was just some more reports recently saying that Bradley Beal would be uh, willing to stay with the Wizards. And that's a good uh, sign for them because now you're building a better team around him. And you can have him uh, be more ball dominant instead of Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, right? And... You know, for the Lakers, I've been seeing some sort of proposed trade lineups where you could have Taylor Horton, Tucker, AD, LeBron, Westbrook, and Gasol. Okay. I mean, I'm not really sure why, you know, they'd need Taylor Horton, Tucker in that sort of starting lineup. I feel like he would just need some more time to sort of get used to it. You know, he's still a pretty young player. 
you know, with AD, I, I mean, it really depends, right? How much work is he going to put in the offseason? If he puts work in the offseason and really works on his conditioning, then yeah, he can definitely be that for sure number one guy to run your offense around with LeBron as the playmaker. But now you have LeBron as your one, one of your ball number guys, and then you have Russell Westbrook, and it's just like, okay, I don't see this meshing well. And are you really sure you're going to be able to keep Gasol on the starting lineup, or will you have Drummond instead? And I'm not really sure what Drummond's future is like. There have been rumors about Drummond possibly being traded. But if you have Drummond, he's going to, you know, he clogs up the paint and he really ruined the Lakers' offensive flow last season. I mean, there were just so many times where he just stood in the paint. He would get, he would just get his own rebounds off his misses. But then after that, he just stayed there and an AD and LeBron would be out in the perimeter or out in the mid-range instead where AD and LeBron are really known for driving into the paint, making those high efficiency uh, shots inside that area. And it just really didn't work for them. And it would be good if they have Gasol there. He can still be a great defensive center, uh, being able to set up the screen and stop the other bigs, right? Marcus Gasol is a really good defender against um, centers like uh, Embiid, for example, right? We've seen that before, especially, you know, at this age, he's been adjusting to that. But he's also really known for his playmaking as well, right? A playmaking center. He has really great uh, offensive IQ. So, you know, when you add Russell Westbrook to that, I feel like you're also taking away some sort of that playmaking uh, ability from Gasol. And, yeah, I, I'm really not sure how this is going to work out for the Lakers. This seems more like kind of just adding a star piece instead of adding, like, a, a piece that would fit, right? As I said, Buddy Heald would have been a much better uh, fit for the Lakers because you had that spot up shooting right and you could still have LeBron and AD really take control of the offense you know I know LeBron's you know he's starting to slow down with time but I mean he's even right now at like this age like 36 he's still one of the best players in the league and he's really explosive when it matters right so that's about it really I I, I mentioned the previous video with the Lakers stuff that this is not going to work I'm still going to stand by that sit uh by that prediction what do you guys think? Make sure to leave a like and make sure to comment your thoughts in the comment section below. And don't forget to subscribe to our video and press the bell for some push notifications. This way you're always up to date whenever there's new content from us. And this also encourages us to post more for you guys, right? Make sure to also subscribe to our uh, Instagram, follow our Twitter, Speak True Sports, Speak True Sport respectively. And make sure to also check out our website, speaktruesports.com, where we always upload articles from other sports ranging across the NBA to the NFL, hockey, etc. This is Sparsh. Make sure you take it easy, stay safe, and stay awesome. I'm signing out.